स्टोरीज फ्रॉम उपनिषद्स रिटोल्ड बाय अर्घ्या गोस्वामी फ्रेंड्स बिफोर वी बिगिन टूडेज एपिसोड आई वुड रियली वॉन्ट टू थैंक यू ऑल फॉर लिस्निंग टू माई पॉडकास्ट सीरीज स्टोरीज फ्रॉम उपनिषद्स I get emails from you all and often discuss various topics. These discussions need not be answers but can be more and more intriguing questions. I'm really happy that many of you have said that my podcast has brought in some positive change. These comments really motivates me to go on. So I would really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Also would request you if you can follow, like, share via WhatsApp download write some reviews and comments even there is a poll conducted till 30th of april on spotify if you are listening to this podcast on spotify please give my honest opinions as these comments and reviews will help me to improve and work on my mistakes i would really request you all to support me on this today's story is a dialogue between devarishi narada and sanat kumar It is taken from chapter 7th of Chandogya Upanishad as per the book Insights into Chandogya Upanishad by Dr K S Narayanacharya this Upanishad is perhaps the most difficult to understand or interpret This Upanishad is rich in teachings of yogic practices steps on the path of journey to god and wealth of vidyas and knowledges This Upanishad was derived from Samaveda We all know about Devarshi Narada not only from spiritual text but also from lethora of pop culture references through films soaps and comic books somehow i don't know why devarshi always been painted in an incorrect picture more often than not these pop culture media has depicted narada to be funny and goofy however this is not true narada is one of the most learned sage musician and a great storyteller who carries news and enlightening wisdom the narada bhakti sutra is attributed to him usually he would make his presence by chanting narayana narayana he is also featured in narada purana and narada smriti it is believed that he composed bhakti sutras and narrated ramayana to sage valmiki Narada also has been referenced in Jatak tales of Buddhism and Jainism. Greek culture has a character quite similar to him and is called Hermes. Roman mythology has Mercury and Germanic mythology has Odin. Sanat Kumara is Manas putra or mind born son of Lord Brahma. He is visualized to be an advanced being at the cosmic level of initiation who is regarded as a regent of earth and humanity in Hinduism he is visualized as a rishi the meaning of word sanat kumara means eternal youth he was the first udasin acharya and a wanderer and his guru was lord narayana himself he is one of the four kumaras who roam the universe his three other brothers are sanaka sanandana and sanatana bhagavat purana lists these four kumaras along with 12 mahajanas or great devotees of lord vishnu the mahajanas mentioned in purana are lord brahma lord shiva narada four kumaras kapila muni 
स्वयंभुव मनु प्रहलाद किंग जनक भीष्म किंग बली ऋषि सुक एंड यम सनत कुमार इज ऑल्सो ऑथर ऑफ सनत कुमार संहिता विच इज पार्ट ऑफ शिव पुराण इज ऑल्सो बिलीव दैट ही टॉट भीष्म द मेंटल एंड स्पिरिचुअल साइंसेस he and narada started the parampara of four ashramas and i have talked about it one of my previous podcast episode yagavalka and gargi please listen to it to know more on these four ashramas devarshi narada himself is supreme in knowledge he is a devarshi but with all the knowledge he was still a seeker he wanted to know how to overcome sorrow which is a large part of our life thus he went to his brother sanat kumara to know the answer beauty here is that in indian tradition we can have anyone as our guru or teacher we have seen that in the story of satyakama where he had made non human gurus and in the story of king janasruti he made a wise cart puller named raikwa as his guru in case you have not listened to this podcasts episodes please do listen to them when one wishes to obtain knowledge of brahman from a guru whatever the personal relationship is he must approach him as a disciple so to get his questions answered devarshi narada approached sage sanat kumar as his disciple he asked sanat kumar adhi bhagava o revered sir please teach me sanat kumar who was in meditation slowly opened his eyes and smiled and said first tell me what do you know with regard to the atman then only i can tell you the rest narada with joined hands said sir i know four vedas rigveda yajurveda samaveda atharvaveda i know itihasa and purana as fifth veda vedic grammar rites of fathers mathematics science of portents science of treasures science of time logic ethics politics etymology science of vedas physical science science of elementals science of war astronomy science of serpents and fine arts such as dancing singing and music then devarshi continued oh revered sir i am only a knower of verbal text and not a knower of self or atman I have heard that the knower of atman and have experienced brahman like you go beyond grief he wins over the sorrows the cardinal truth is that there is no peace or happiness outside the knowledge of atman or atmagyana there is no atma vidya sanat kumar after listening to what all narada knows exclaimed narada it is true that whatever you know and have studied are only a name please meditate upon name as brahman as one who meditates on the name as brahman becomes independent as far as name reaches he who in name worships the infinite brahman attains the sphere friends please note that everything is founded on the name all the knowledge in this world is classified and built up by putting together various ideas and concepts each having a specific name just think how much we ourselves are attached to our own name it goes beyond to the titles as we get begin to learn more for example someone who has mastered medicine 
is given the title of doctor and frankly it really means a lot to him and also to others however the limitations of remaining at the level of name is that the degree holder can master the field of his study or profession only and not beyond that the steps beyond the name have to be reached through the name just as during brahmacharya initiation the guru gives the pupil a new name that name marks the new identity in life and an identity with the spirit even we worship the lord through his name so narada went back and tried to meditate upon the name as brahman however his questions remained unanswered he wanted to know more and went to sage and asked oh river sir is there something greater than name if the teacher sees that the student is ready to move on to the next step then only he teaches him the next chapters similarly sanat kumar knew that narada meditated on name as brahman and so he was ready to be taught more about the next step sanat kumar said yes certainly there is something which is greater than the name narada quickly asked him then tell me sir if there is such a thing sanat kumar said yes dear narada vak bhava namana bhuyasi speech is greater than name because of speech rigveda yajurveda samaveda atharvaveda are known to us due to this we know itihasa purana vedic grammar rites of our fathers mathematics science of portent science of treasure science of time logic ethics politics etymology science of vedas physical science science of elemental science of war astronomy science of serpents and fine arts such as dancing singing and music because there is speech there is name speech is the cause and the name is the effect friends a point to understand here is that you see the phenomenon of cause and effect has been referred again so if there is no spoken word or speech then there would not had been a written word just because of the speech the languages were formed even everyone's body language is translated into one's mind as speech all creatures has their own way of communication i have spoken about it in my last episode speech is one of the most powerful organ of action only human beings add values and not any other animals the animals live by instinct and not by values human beings intellect allows him to live or not live by these values speech enables us to distinguish values at all the time then sanat kumar advised narada go meditate speech as brahman as he who meditates speech as brahman can proceed beyond the stage of the names he is free to act as he wishes narada went back and meditated upon speech as brahman he spoke well he used linguistics to his prime friends from the writings of swami krishnananda on chandogya upanishad we understand the manifestation of speech there are various levels of speeches paravani this level of speech is when it is still in 
its unmanifest or dormant form for example all information of our school or our family would be in our mind in an unmanifested form most of the time next is pashyanti this level of speech is when as soon as someone mentions the name of our school or family the picture of it pops up in our mind we see the school building or our family members in our mind all associated thoughts start popping up one after another next is madhyama this level of speech is when we assemble words in our mind to give expression to the thoughts as one wishes to express when we think about our school or family our mind is filled with some expressions or words the next level is vaikhari and in this level the actual words are expressed as speech narada after meditating speech as brahman was still full of questions and he wanted to know the next step he went back to sanat kumar and asked oh river sir is there anything greater than speech sanat kumar looked at narada and was happy that his pupil has the hunger to know more he replied yes there is something greater than speech narada's eyes sparkled in happiness and eagerness to learn he asked what is it please teach me sanat kumar said mana bhava vacha bhuya mind is greater than speech both name and speech originate in the mind let me simplify this to you my friends mind gives the name for every thought it thinks that helps it to assemble its intentions internally in words first and then externally using expression of speech thus name and speech are the tools used by the mind to express itself then sanat kumara continued using mind i can learn the mantras allows me to perform sacrifices allows me to desire offsprings and cattle allows me to desire anything such as this world and the next the mind is where the desire is to do anything arises without this impulse in the mind nothing can be attempted there would not be any need for speech or names the other day i was reading a book named sapiens a brief history of mankind by yuval noah harari and in that book he mentioned that different human species such as homo sapiens homo neanderthalis homo denivis coexisted together the desire to know more made differences in these species sapiens were more intelligent than others and a desire to excel as species whatever may be the means either interbreeding or replacement of species sapiens excelled over others the desire to understand fire as a friend and it can be tamed for a greater use the desire to understand the tools and how we can use them to our maximum ability desire to communicate and talk made us only species able to form a language and a mode of communication so all these thinking and desires of the mind reside in the mind as it is desire rooted every action is prompted by the desire to gain something from this world these desires may be spiritualistic or materialistic learning activities 
pleasures and trick desires desire for wealth desire to rule this world all these are domain of the mind sanat kumara continued manahi atma manahi loka manahi brahma manahi upaswa iti that is mind is indeed the atman mind is indeed the world mind is indeed the brahman hence meditate mind as brahman friends mind is a mysterious link between the atman and the world outside whenever it is restless with thoughts busy formulating the plans to satisfy the desires then it is linked to the world and when the thoughts dwindle into blank peaceful nothingness then it is linked to the atman it is like a pendulum swinging between 100% thoughts to 0% thoughts sanat kumar continued he who meditates mind as brahman attains the sphere to reach of the mind he is free to act as he wishes knowing this narada went back and meditated mind as brahman then again he had questions and doubts he came back to sanat kumar and asked oh reverend sir is there anything greater than mind sanat kumar knew that his brother come disciple is learning step by step and told him yes dear narada there is something greater than mind narada asked then please enlighten me sanat kumar said sankalpa bhava manas bhuyan will is surely greater than mind friends adi shankaracharya commented that sankalpa is the ability to discriminate between what is done and what is not this almost appears to be at par with intellect however there is a very fine line between intellect and will or sankalpa both has power to decide upon the course of action however will is lower than intellect that is why it is occurring before the intellect in the sequential knowledge will decides purely on the basis of likes and dislikes in the mind it cannot tell what is wrong and what is right someone with strong will power to destroy another's life may succeed in doing so but cannot judge if his action was right or wrong similarly someone with strong will power wants to learn a new language may succeed in doing that it is driven by the likes and the dislikes it is the force of wanting someone who wants something badly and has strong will for it may achieve that sanat kumara continued once will is intended in his mind he forms the speech to communicate it and sends forth the name in the name the mantras are formed and in the mantras the sacrifices are formed all these indeed merge in the will all these are made up of will and abide in the will heaven earth space water fire all are willed by the will of these the rain falls by the will of rain the food grows by the will of food the prana leaves by the will of prana mantras thrive by the will of mantras sacrifices are performed by the will of sacrifices the world thrives on 
and by the will of world all things thrive on this is the greatest power of will hence meditate will as brahman one who meditates will as brahman the world will bow to him everything in this world will be accessible to him he can achieve anything of his desire and will narada goes away and performs meditation of will as brahman he strengthens his will power and after some time he came back with more questions for sanat kumar he asked the sage oh river sir is there anything greater than will sanat kumar said yes there is something greater than will and that is chittam or intelligence chittam bhava sankalpat bhuya we know that when one understands something then he desires and wills in the mind then he speaks about it through speech henceforth it becomes a name and in the name the mantras become one and in the mantras sacrifices become one all these merge into intelligence and abide in it sanat kumara continued even if a man who knows a lot but he is without any intelligence will not be known by others he will not be heard by anyone he will not exist for others a real learned man is never without intelligence a man with lesser knowledge but bestowed with intelligence will be heard and liked by others people will be keen to hear him intelligence is abode of emergence for them all it is their soul and their support hence worship intelligence as brahman the world of intelligence is permanent well founded and undistressed in this situation he will reach the sphere of intelligence and is free to act as he wishes friends let's analyze this a bit an intelligent person takes into account of all his past experiences and make a careful assessment of future consequences of his actions before acting on it with intelligence he will be able to weigh the pros and cons of a decision before any action he will take in our normal lives we often make two columns in a sheet of paper write down pros and cons in them and then when then weigh them to make some decision this helps us to take an informed decision before plunging into any action one who takes rash and quick actions without considering different perspectives often fall into trap of bad actions such action might be considered and regarded as foolish actions an intelligent person responds to the situation rather than react to it this differentiates one from being intelligent and not being intelligent narada went back and meditated on intelligence as brahman he became more enlightened than before however still he was curious he went back to his guru sanat kumar and said oh river sir is there anything greater than intelligence sanat kumara smiled and said yes contemplation is greater than intelligence dhyanam bhavachittad bhuya friends at this point i read somewhere about misinterpreting terms such as concentration contemplation and meditation i will try to clear this doubt from what i understood 
concentration is the initial practice of bringing mind to focus on a given idea picture or a sound just like students concentrate on the studies contemplation is close to concentration but it is done best in a meditation posture and quietness that's why most yogis do they contemplate on an idea meditation is an advanced form when mind is brought to complete stillness and focus on atman and that's what most reverse sages do sunat kumara continued the earth sky heaven water mountains divine beings and men all contemplate as it were among those men those who contemplate attain greatness they share the result of contemplation they obtain hence worship contemplation as brahman one who does that goes to the sphere reached by the contemplation he is free to act as he wishes narada went back and practiced to worship with contemplation however still he was restless and came back to sanat kumara and asked if there was anything greater than contemplation sanat kumara replied that understanding or knowledge is greater than contemplation and he must meditate upon knowledge as brahman narada again came back to him asking for more then sanat kumara explained that strength or balam is greater than knowledge then food or annam is greater than strength then water or apa is greater than food fire or tej is greater than water space or akasha is greater than fire memory or smaram is greater than akasha aspiration or asha is greater than memory and life force or prana is greater than asha friends one point to understand here the word prana as it can lead to different meanings prana moves prana which is brahman is the life force or vital force prana gives prana which means brahman gives life to living beings prana gives to prana which means brahman gives life to individual soul of jiva the vital force or jiva shakti the life principles of jivan and the individual soul or jiva are all expressions of brahman which is the ultimate truth here sanat kumar didn't advise narada to worship with prana as prana is one own self an outside of us which can be worshiped he covered 14 factors which are divided into four parts namely individual dharma the world and ishvara prana is ourselves entirely when once life has departed we can do anything with it cremate it or bury it but till the time the blood courses through the veins we must not utter any harsh word even once to the same body life has to be respected health precious and given due honor as it is prana it is brahman himself that is the person in our very life amongst close people in our lifetime we are sometimes harsh to them such as our parents but when they are no more we say kind words about them this is action of hypocrite 
Sanath Kumar said to Narada that prana is indeed alone becomes everything from name to aspirations he indeed who sees thus reflects thus and thus realizes he becomes an ativadi or realized sage ativadi is one who is the knower of truth one who has realized then sanat kumara continued if someone say to you that you are an ativadi then you must admit it you must not deny it as it is a compliment then he explained the eight step procedure to attain permanent happiness it starts with truth realization reflection faith steadfastness activity happiness and infinite bliss to attain the goal of truth all the qualifications from the last one that is infinite bliss backwards to the first one that is the truth have to be practiced as sadhana starting with the keen desire for permanent happiness first he spoke about truth sanat kumara said does an ativadi who speaks with truth about truth narada replied revered sir if that is so i would speak with truth about truth sanat kumara said but first the truth one must desire to understand narada replied oh revered sir i desire to understand the truth then sanat kumara started speaking about realization only when one is realized then one can declare the truth without realizing one cannot declare truth only the realized can declare truth one must desire to understand realization narada said oh revered sir i do desire to understand realization then sanat kumar started speaking about mati or reflection he said only when one reflects then one does realize no one without reflecting cannot realize only he who reflect realizes but one must have desire to understand reflection narada said oh revered sir i do desire to understand reflection then sanat kumar spoke about shraddha or faith he said one can reflect only when one becomes full of faith one no one without faith can reflect only one who has faith reflects but one must have desire to understand faith narada said oh revered sir i do desire to understand faith then sanat kumar spoke about nishtha or steadfastness kriti or activity and sukham or happiness and then bhuma or infinite he said that only that is infinite is true happiness there is no happiness in anything finite one must desire to understand infinite lasting happiness or bhumaiva sukham exist in fact it is our very nature our very existence we are solely alone the yearning for a permanent lasting happiness can be satisfied through realizing the self or truth of our being 
our real being is infinite brahman and so when we realize that directly not just in theory then sense assures us that it is nothing but infinite happiness that is bhumaiva sukham then sanat kumar describes the state of liberation or moksha he said that in which one sees nothing else hears nothing else and understands nothing else that is infinite but that in which one sees something else hears something else and understands something else that is finite that which is infinite is alone immortal but that is finite is mortal to this narada asked in what is that infinite established sanat kumara said o narada in its own greatness or not even in its own greatness then sanat kumara describes the swarat or independence he said that alone is below that is above that is behind that is in front that is to the south or to the north that infinite alone is all this i alone am below i am above i am behind i am in front i am to the south i am to the north i am this alone the atman alone is below and above the atman is behind and in front the self is to the north and to the south the atman alone is all this he who sees reflects and understands this he enjoys in self or atman he unites with it he becomes sovereign of all worlds and is free to act as he wishes however one who does not know about this becomes slave and live in a perishable world and cannot act freely prana aspiration memory space fire water appearance disappearance food strength understanding contemplation intelligence will mind speech name hymns rights all these spring from the self or atman he who sees this does not see death illness or sorrow he who sees these all things obtain all things in all ways the brahman goes through the process of differentiation and grouping they are all emanations from the brahman when the food is pure the mind becomes pure when the mind is pure the memory becomes strong when the memory of the atman becomes strong from all the knots of heart one is realized thus how the river said sanat kumara helped narada to wash off his impurities and show the shore beyond the darkness and he was known as skanda friends you must be wondering why in the last shloka sanat kumara was referred to as skanda we all know that skanda is another name of lord kartikeya or murugan and his son of lord shiva however sanat kumara is mind born son of lord brahma why did the sages who wrote the part of chandogya upanishad refer sanat kumara as skanda i did some research on this 
and found out that in Brahma Sutra in one of the commentary state that in most cases when a person attains a knowledge of Brahman they attain moksha as soon as they die. In small number of cases they take rebirth in order to fulfill some role that is vital to sustaining the universe. In Adi Shankaracharya's commentary to this sutra, he gave some examples of people who were born again for a purpose even after attaining the knowledge of Brahman. The first example which was cited was Maharshi Apantara Tamas who was born out of the sound Bhu uttered by Lord Mahavishnu. For he was absolutely free from inner darkness and ignorance, he was called Apantara Tamas. The sage who was cognizant of the past, the present and future divided, systemized the Vedas as ordered by Lord Vishnu. He was reborn on this earth as Krishna Dvaiparana or Vedavyasa at the time when Dwapar Yuga was succeeded by Kali Yuga. Similarly, there is another example of Maharshi Vashishta, who was the mind-born son of Lord Brahma, having parted from his former body due to a curse of Nimi on order of Brahma, was again procreated by Mitra and Varuna. The Smritis also describe that Bhrigu was also reborn at the sacrifice of Varuna. Likewise, Sanat Kumar is also consequence of a boon being granted to Lord Shiva and was born again as his son Skanda or Lord Kartikeya. 37 chapter of Mahatmya Khanda of Tripura Rahasya details the story of Sanat Kumar incarnating as Kartikeya. The account in it is as follows. Lord Dattatre narrated the story of Lord Murugan or Kartikeya to Lord Parushurama. After listening to the story, Parushurama asked Dattatre, O oh Lord, how was this greatly fortunate Skanda be able to conquer the king of Asuras who was could not be defeated even by Shiva, Vishnu and Indra in the battle? To which Dattatre replied that Lord Sanat Kumara, son of Brahma, was ever peaceful and content with himself. He dwelt in the mountain named Rishva. Once Lord Brahma arrived to meet his son, and Sanat Kumara related a dream he had seen of a great battle between Devas and Asuras in which he was slaying Asuras. To this, Lord Brahma replied that in a past life, Sanat Kumara had been a Brahman who had who having heard the account of battle between Devas and Asuras had vowed to defeat all Asuras and return prosperity to Devas and he held the fire as his witness. But he attained his death before he could fulfill his vow. So instead of getting moksha, he incarnated as his son Sanat Kumara. Brahma also said that whatever he had seen in the dream would actually take place. When Sanat Kumara asked Brahma how this was possible, Brahma told him that Sanat Kumara himself would decide how this would take place and return to Brahma Loga. As Sanat Kumara meditated on this statement, Lord Shiva and Devi Parvati passed by his hermitage. Seeing his composed face, 
Parvati, who had not seen Sanatkumara before as she was newly married, asked Lord Shiva who he was. When Shiva told her about Sanatkumara, she expressed her desire to meet him. When both Mahadeva and Girija reached Hermitage, Sanatkumara didn't notice them. After waiting for a long time, Mahadeva decided to test Sanatkumara and flew into a rage. He scolded Sanatkumara, saying that his conduct did not befit him. When Sanatkumara was addressed, he opened his eyes and said, I won't be frightened by your curses, my lord, nor I will be excited by your boons. I have conquered both fear and excitement. Thus, you cannot make me react in any way, either ordinary or extraordinary. When he had replied thus, Mahadeva was very pleased and asked him to seek a boon. Sanatkumara laughed and said, O great Lord Mahadeva, I cannot be agitated by illusions or illusionist. Therefore, I seek this boon that if you have any wish, you may seek it from me. Upon hearing this, Lord Shiva said, Om and continued. If you shall grant my wish, then become my son. Sanat Kumara smiled and said, I shall become your son, but only yours, because Devi Parvati hasn't asked this boon of me. Parvati immediately argued that since wife was entitled to the half of her husband's fortunes and misfortunes, she, she was also entitled to being his mother. Sunat Kumara consented and said, When Bhasmasura has sought the boon to turn anyone to ashes and tried it on Shiva, he had disappeared, hearing about which you had become aggrieved and turned to a forest of reeds. I shall incarnate into that body of yours and hence you will be my mother. So saying, Lord Sanatkumara granted them leave and he was born as their son in Lake Poigai and in the forest of reeds. Thus, he became Lord Murugan or Kartike. Friends, that was today's episode. I hope you all liked it. Please do share, like, download, put in some review comments. Also, if you want to discuss something on Upanishads and all these stories, please do write me at argyathings at gmail.com. My Instagram handle is argyathings. Until then, This podcast was created on Hub Hopper Studio. Visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Source content collected from various books on Upanishads, such as Messages of the Upanishads by Swami Ranganathananda, Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad by Swami Madhavananda, Eight Upanishads from Advaita Ashrama, Upanishads.org. Vedas and Upanishads for Children by Rupa Pai and several other write-ups and thoughts on Upanishads. Background music is sourced from various royalty-free music sources 
Apple Loops Internet Archives with non-commercial 4.0 international license. Om Shanti chants are from YouTube source Gaia Sanskrit. This podcast was conceptualized, scripted, narrated and audio designed by Argya Goswami.